0: welcome back to another happy hour edition of the stripe show podcast today Happy Hour Express. I'm your host, Samantha Marks. Of course, I'm just going to sit here and talk to myself for 10 or 15 minutes about what happened in the golf world this week. Anything and everything goes. So, going forward, if you have anything you want me to talk about, any questions, comments, concerns, hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at Samantha S. Marks. We'll talk a little Sony Open. We'll talk a little Twitter. We'll talk a little breaking news last night. And then we'll close it out with some mailbag questions. Again, I'd love to hear your thoughts and any questions that you may have. For for me on my Twitter or Instagram. So we'll start off with the Sony open of course. Let me pull up the uh, leaderboard here. We've got a day one is in the books. We've got some bed golf going on. The broadcast is like, 7 to 10 p.m. which is amazing to fall asleep to golf since we all know we do it anyways um we've got tied at the top peter malnati t1 with the jason kokrak and joaquin neiman travis fulton's pick this win this week to win was joaquin neiman uh posted a picture of his swing last night very consistent ball striker um got a lot of game ahead of him eight under 62 is tied at the top we're at wylie this week in honolulu the famous um W trees, you know, the trees who sit on the back of the green like that. That's how I differentiate my uh, PJ Tour stops is by the landscapes and the trees and something funny about them. So that's where we are this week. If you needed a visual right behind them at minus six is Vaughn Taylor. Jim Herman, Aaron Badley, Patton Kazire, Daniel Berger, and C. Woo Kim. Si Woo is my favorite because when I went to Arkansas, we would always say woo-pig suey. So I say Si woo pig suey, which doesn't really make sense, but I like to say it anyway. Um, we've got uh, like I said, Travis's pick to win was Joaquin Neiman. So that's super exciting that he's up there. At the top, a lot of golf left. We are par 70 this week. Um, So eight under 62 sounds a little bit better than 10 under or 10 under 62 would sound better than eight under 62. But uh, Joaquin eagled his last hole yesterday to close out with the 62. So good round for him there. Jason Kokrak, I've always been a fan of. Um, He was really nice to me once at an event. And so I uh, just like him for that. I always seem to uh take heart to people who are kind to uh newbies in the golf media and i was at the time so he was super nice to me one time so i do like him as well don't know a ton about peter malnati haven't seen him up near the top of a leaderboard in a while shot 62 yesterday with a bogey and one two three four five six seven eight nine birdies so that's pretty impressive there um Honolulu, uh, YLI seems to be a little bit of a different test than last week. Semi-breaking news. I wouldn't call it total breaking news. Let me pull it up on my phone since I just did not come prepared today. Um, We've got... Angel Cabrera. Y'all remember him? Two-time major champion. This is coming directly from, let me source it, Golf Digest, Golf World. Thank you for the information. Two-time major champion Angel Cabrera was arrested in Brazil on Thursday for extradition to Argentina on charges of assault, theft, legal intimidation, and repeated disrespect to authorities, according to the Associated Press, who was the first to record it. I saw it on Golf Digest um, late last night. So Cabrera, 51 years old. I'm just going to read through this Golf Digest article for you because I thought it was very interesting and quite scary. Cabrera, 51 years old, was on Interpol's red code list. Uh, By the way, this is all reported by the Associated Press first. Um, That red code list is used to seek the location and arrest of a person wanted by legal jurisdiction uh earlier this month, Argentine media reported that Cabrera was on the run from his homeland. His former wife reported reportedly filed two charges against him. And another former partner claimed Cabrera had punched her, threatened her and attempted to run over her with a car. Uh, apparently, the largest newspaper in Argentina reports that two other women from past relationships are accusing Cabrera of beatings and threats. So apparently the arrest was made in an upper-class area of Rio de Janeiro. Um, suspect's name was not announced uh, until the AP reports that uh, it was it was Angel Cabrera. So yeah, as you guys know, he went in 2007 at Oakmont in 2009 Masters, finished runner-up at Augusta in 2013, lost to Adam Scott then. I mean, this guy hasn't really been around the golf world recently, but he um, from Argentina, obviously he was, or is the best golfer that that country has ever produced. So, um, it's been pretty weird. He's been playing on the PGA tour champions. He's made nine starts in 2020 on the PGA tour champions. Um, he last played in September at the pure insurance championship. So, uh, got all that information straight from golf digest and, uh, very interesting there. And definitely scary. Um, when you look at, you know, the world that we're in today and you've you it really do be your people right in front of you um so pretty interesting story there and um, moving on from that just wanted to get that breaking news out of the way another topic we need to talk about because we talk about it every single time I get on this podcast every time I cannot go 10 minutes on a podcast ever I don't care if I I've, I'm a guest on a podcast I'm recording my own podcast with Travis. We can't go 10 minutes without talking about Jordan Spieth. And he's just one of those guys who, in my opinion, um, has to stay relevant. Um, And I kind of view him um, in the same way as Bryson views himself on Instagram and social media, right? Bryson is just always posting, always has to be the center of attention, always has to be the one that everyone's talking about. Jordan is like that because he gave us a period of serious dominance, right? Um, so in case you missed it this week, Jordan got another set of eyes from Butch Harmon. Um, he's still formally with McCormick, so um, he hasn't, like, switched over to Butch Harmon fully and completely yet. But um, he did get another set of eyes from Butch Harmon. I'm very curious as to what that's going to look like moving forward. Um it's interesting to me because what Travis and I and a lot of people on golf Twitter and golf media talk about is that Jordan Spieth's game is his hindrance. His problems are between his ears, right? These five inches right here, clearly, um, by seeking another set of eyes that doesn't tell me that Jordan agrees with that. Right. So by getting another set of eyes from Butch Harmon, arguably one of the best instructors in the game, um, does that mean that he thinks it's a swing flaw does that mean that he thinks um that it's it's something going on in his swing for the last three years that has hindered him from playing great golf but then you look at tournaments where he shoots 63 in the first round and then can't find it in the next three days so um one thing that was interesting that travis um brought up was in an interview on sirius xm he had Jordan Spieth had noted that he felt like his wrist was in a different position at the top of the swing now than it was back in 2015, 2016, 17, when he was um, coming out on the PGA Tour and dominating at that time. And when we put pictures side by side, they look the exact same. So I don't know if that means that Jordan is a little bit unaware of his swing or what's going on, but to me, when you seek another set of eyes um, from – arguably the best instructor, the most world-renowned instructor in the game, that obviously, to me, speaks to the fact that you think it's something in your swing. Um, So very interesting there. I would like to see Jordan work with maybe a handful of sports psychologists um, (laughs) or just general therapists. Uh, Maybe that would help him. So let's see what else we got. Uh, Bubba Watson posted a photo of his iron covers on Twitter last night, absolutely blowing up uh, the social media world. Um, I don't know. I was so shook when I saw that. Um, You guys know how I feel about iron covers. And to me, that was just, I thought I liked you, Bubba. I thought I did. But we're not going to go with these white, ping iron covers. So my question to you is, what is your price, right? My parents always told me growing up, everybody has a price, right? That was just something that we always said. So I I would look at them and say like, oh, I'm not doing that. Or, oh, like there's no way I would ever do that. There's no way I would go skydiving or no way I would get on this roller coaster or whatever, some thrill-seeking activity. And my, my dad would always say, everybody has a price, right? So what's your price to show up to your men's group on a Saturday afternoon with white ping iron covers on your bag. Because I don't know that there's a price for me. I've been seeing a lot of things on Twitter recently where people are trying to excuse iron covers in the form of, you know, traveling with them and being in the car and being on the card. And I just, I grow up, grow up. If your irons get a little bit beat up, fine. I, I think it looks cooler when they're a little bit like rugged and not straight out of the plastic, so... That's what I have to say about that. Very shocking uh, news to Twitter last night. Bubba asked, but he did ask on Twitter. He asked our thoughts. He said, what do you think about these iron covers? So Ping must have written him a fat check for that Um and I have a feeling that whatever that price was, I would probably do it too. Um, so let's go on to mailbag this week. We've got a lot of questions to go through. Some of them are golf related. Some of them are absolutely random and not related to anything at all. So um, Mrs. Sasori, um, what's up, lady? Um, she had, had asked a very good question. And I don't have an answer to it, but I'm going to read it to you anyway, in case anybody else knows what's going on. She said, what happened to PGA tour live slash NBC gold coverage and featured groups? Um, She said, seriously, I don't know. And neither does anyone I asked in Hawaii this morning. Um, So she is married to Paul Tassori, caddy on the PGA tour. And apparently it's just kind of like an unspoken thing that nobody knows what happened to PGA tour live. Um, I don't know if maybe it's because it's in Hawaii. That's that's maybe my thought, um, but I'm not sure. Um, so I will get back to you with anything that I find out about that. Uh, I And if you find out, Michelle, please let me know. Uh, second question is, would love to hear thoughts on hot mics for golf and sports in general. Do players feel pressure or at risk to lose it all for things said in heat of the battle or in their workplace these days? So this question is referencing Justin Thomas last week, um, had a little bit of a mic slip. Um, he hit a putt, said a slur, a homophobic slur, um, you know, in anger and in my eyes, it's tough, right? Like you, you got these mics and these cameras on you all the time. Yes. You have to uh, take responsibility for what you say and take responsibility for the uh, the decisions that you make. And I'm a firm believer in everything that you do as a decision, right? So Justin Thomas owned up to what he said and he apologized. Does that make it right? No. Um, I think it's just an overall, a little bit more of a self-awareness has to come when you know that those, that those cameras are on and those mics are on. Um, and I think that this is really exacerbated when there's no fans, right? Because there's absolutely no sound out there. So these mics are picking up a lot more noise than maybe they would on a regular event where there's fans present. So, um, Again, I'm not excusing what Justin Thomas said or did. I think um, I think it's tough for them. I think that you know the fact that he said what he said, um, and the fact that he apologized that he apologized is great. Um, I guess it's just one of those things that we'll see what happens from there. Favorite club in the bag right now. My favorite club is usually my nine iron or my eight iron. I just always have loved them growing up. Um, but I have been hitting my driver super well. Got a new driver, got the new Sim, TaylorMade Sim, and I'm just bombing it. I haven't missed a fairway in months. It's it's incredible. It's a joke between the guys we play with on Fridays. Um, so I would maybe say my driver right now. Um, someone says, would you ever go on the foreplay pod? Sure um best and worst dm you've ever received that one i need to think on i have received some interesting photos in my dms before so if you know what i mean um someone says actually this is my roommate so audrey appreciate the weird questions she said is ranch a dressing or a sauce i use it more as a sauce I would say I use it more as in a dipping format rather than, um, lathering it on lettuce. I would say not a huge lettuce gal in salads. I typically like something different, right? Like Italian or I don't know, Caesar or something, but then I would call it a dressing, right? I don't know. Moving on. We could sit there for another 15 minutes. So, all right, let's see. We've got a couple more, um, someone said favorite course you've ever played. And I would say, uh, I would say it's a toss up. I would say peach tree in Georgia was incredible by far the, my favorite, like, uh, uh, traditional style golf course, um, traditional clubhouse, very private, very elite kind of feel. Um, and then I would say Sweetens Cove for the fun factor, right? Like you take a shot when you get there before you tee off and then everybody's just blasting music and walking around without shoes on. Um, so I'd say maybe those two and I played them within the same week. So that was fun. Um MTJ golf says, has Rory underachieved in his career so far? What do you think 2021 will bring for him? Um, I think that he's in a different phase of life now, right? He's married, he's got a kid. Um, His life priorities have just shifted a little bit. And I don't, and I think that in my opinion, that shifted a little bit too soon. It was right kind of when he was starting to play really well. And right when he was kind of trying to make some moves on the PGA tour. And then, you know, we've seen it with, uh, with Jordan, you get married you get married and then what you don't play well anymore. So can't say anything else about that. Um, And then we've got Anthony Goins, a good friend on, uh, on social media here. He said, not even Butch Harmon can fix Jordan Spieth. (laughs) And uh, we already went through that. So I'm not even, I'm not even going to get into that anymore, but for now um, that's it for this week's episode of happy hour express next week. We might have a guest. We might not, we might do happy hour express. We might do happy hour normal. We might have some beers, but for now I've got my coffee with oat milk and I'm going to sign off and go have a great day. And I'm going to play winter park nine skins and I'm going to take everybody's money. And, uh, and then I will check in with you guys later. So thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe. So you never miss another episode. I'm Samantha Marks. Peace out.
1: Let's take a second to talk about the guys and girls over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation of having the most cutting-edge technology in their golf balls that the industry has seen in quite some time. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is changing the script of golf technology through the perimeter-weighted designs, use of high-density particles, and even a nano-transitional layer in their latest creation, which offers players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course and extreme velocity off the tee. They already have their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, but the new Vero X1 is the highest performance ball to date with their full suit of golf balls. They are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com slash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast.